Welcome back to another episode of Consciously Clueless, the podcast that teaches you how to live a healthier lifestyle that makes you and the planet happier. The world is changing quickly. Sometimes it feels like you can't keep up. I hear you. You want to make the world a better place. You care, but you don't know where to start. You know taking care of yourself is important, but how? I get it. I have a history of diving into a new endeavor, seeking perfection, and quickly feeling like I failed. Whether it was going vegan or learning how to recycle more, I wish I had guidance to keep me on track and not overwhelmed. I can't lie, the world needs your help. But it doesn't need you to be perfect. This podcast is here to help. Here we go. Today on the podcast, I talk to All Y'all's Foods founder, Brett Christoffel. I'm really excited to have you on the podcast. As soon as I saw your episode on another podcast I listened to, I was like, I got to talk to this guy. So I'm so happy you're here. <laughs> All right. Groovy. No, I'm, I'm glad to do it. So you are the founder of All Y'all's Foods, a uh-huh. vegan plant-based protein jerky company. And so before we dive into that, because I'm very excited, I want to hear your vegan journey. What got you to that point? Because it's one thing to go vegan and then you went vegan and started a company. Yeah, I, I didn't expect this. I grew, I grew up in Texas mostly, hunting and fishing and Same. thinking that meat was like oxygen. In fact, I, I believe that all the holistic solutions that existed were hippie crap. I remember thinking that I'm in yeah. earnest. And first time I heard of Meatless Monday, I was driving, I was in the country and I was driving and I laughed out loud. And the reason I laughed out loud was I couldn't think of a meatless snack. And I thought, why would you want to have a snack without meat in it? And that's honestly how I thought. Yeah. And the very first thing at the very beginning of this journey that really started was I read two books. And one was The One Minute Cure and the other one was called Medical Miracle. Mm-hmm. And after I read those two books, I went, shit, I've been duped. And I realized that everything I believed at that moment about, it wasn't so much around food as it was disease, healing, genetics, and everything else. Because I had it made up. There are all these diseases they're still trying to find cures for. And it turns out cures exist. No one can make money off them, so you'll never hear about them. And it's like, what? So I did some investigating. And my first experience with plants is nutrition was I had suffered from depression uh, for nearly a decade. Now, what was my diet? It was fast food, processed food, meat, dairy, eggs, and Diet Coke. That was pretty much my diet, believe it or not. And yeah. I lived, but but I was miserable. And right. and someone pointed out, said, look, our brains are over half fat. And if all we're ingesting is garbage, the brain can't like magically make itself well if you're not putting in the inputs that help it be well. I was like, all right. He said, look, you can reverse or eliminate. Now I'm not a medical doctor, but he said you can reverse or eliminate bipolar disorder, depression, and ADD by nourishing your brain with omega-3s. In this case, in the form of fresh ground flax seeds. He said in six months, if you'll ingest this two tablespoons a day, you can reverse these. Does it happen always every time? No, but most of the time, yep. So I did. And in four months, I was off all medication. That's been well over a decade ago. So I thought I'd learn more. And I attended the Institute for Integrative Nutrition and to get my certification as an integrative health coach. And I had a study buddy. Uh, Her name was Deanna One, W-O-N. And she's a physicist, legit, and a colonel in the U.S. Air Force, legit. Damn. 
The only person I met who was in hospice care who's alive today, she had stage four ovarian cancer, was given four weeks to live, two weeks in. The pain was so great, they're about to up her morphine. She knew that was her exit, essentially. And out of nowhere, she recalled something her grandfather had shared with her as a child. She's of Chinese descent about the healing properties of some mushrooms. So she began a regimen of ingesting these mushrooms along with a modified Gerson protocol. And it's, I don't know, 12 years later, and she's showing women how to heal. Wow. Our bodies were made to heal. If you cut it, what does it do? It heals. Uh, you don't poison it when it's sick. You figure right. out how to heal. There's a whole story there on medicine and what was taken from us a hundred years ago. Anyway, I met her and I knew that I had to write a book. I interviewed nine other people. I published a book, Nutritional Truths. It's a long story. And I asked, that's why you're here. <laughs> Please okay. keep going. In it, I had interviewed these people about that use alternative methods to heal their bodies. And so I wanted to publish it. And, and in my book, I even said, look, I'm not telling anyone what to do. I'm nobody special. I'm just a dude, but at least know the truth. And right. so that was on the market for about 10 years. And I took that off because I'm like, I'm not updating it. There's a lot of doctors who talk about and other people mm. who've actually gone through cancer that can talk about, hey, look, here's how your body works. And here's the things that will help it get better. Right. Always, every time, no. But most of the time, yes. I published that and it opened a, I learned of Matthew Kenny, who was a raw vegan chef. He's world renowned, I guess you would say. But I realized that the body could survive well on on raw vegan food mm -hmm. and it was like that's so weird so i opened a raw organic vegan juice and smoothie bar still ate meat and dairy all day long i've always had an odd relationship with food still do but it's getting better but i learned how to use a dehydrator got really good at that at about that time in fact it was february 10th 2016 my wife had gotten us tickets to the zoo don't hate um, in the book, I had talked about the rhino, the gorilla, and the elephant, um, because you're talking about amazingly powerful creatures, and they don't eat burgers and Chick-fil-A. <laughs> they eat plants. And if you look at an elephant biologically from hole to hole, we're exactly the same. A bit bigger, a bit different, yes, but essentially <laughs> the same. And it's, huh. So on the trip to the zoo that day, I saw the rhino. I teared up, cried. Saw the gorilla, the same. By the time I got to the elephants, I was watching the elephants and there was a white tiger I was watching. And it hit me. It was like someone flipped a switch or raised the curtains. And it was like all animals are present and aware and we don't they don't want to die. And we kill 100,000 animals every minute of every day for protein when all the protein we've ever needed is in the plants they eat. That's a really silly middle critter. So Yeah. Anyhow, in an instant, I turned to my wife. I said, I'm done eating animals. And that'll be eight years ago next month. And uh, my protein level is still right in the middle. And I don't juice big uh, things of protein shakes. or I just eat plants. And it works. But so on that visit, that started my shift in diet. And interesting. It's interesting that you had that nutritional information. And you were like, I'm into this. I'm learning. I'm starting here. And then there was mm -hmm. this connection to animals that seemed like it really drove the point home for you. Yeah, it was definitely animal because as a kid, every time I had a chance to interact with animals, I loved them. And to this Same. day, I'm very, I feel very connected to them because I'm like, I'm not supporting brutality and killing and atrocities that are just barbaric as can be. And if y'all please wake up, it's so that started that. And then I read that beef is our second largest export in Texas. I'm a native Texan next to cotton. 
And I was like, uh, I love a cow. I love a dog. I don't, that doesn't sit well with me. I'm like, what? Well, and I said out loud, are you going to bitch about it? Or are you going to change it? <laughs> I was like, I want to change it. So I'm like, okay, I want this to be a very Texas brand. And so that's how I started that. And at, on my journey and making it, I went vegan. And so that's been nearly six years ago. So wow. that's, my, that's my journey. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing. And there's so many things I want to touch on, but what I, what jumps out to me and what I really appreciate is your candidness, because I think that, and it, we're a lot of us, are, we're doing the best we can. And I think that there's a lot of people though, that go vegan and then have this persona that's been their entire life. And if that all of a sudden it's like, None of the, I don't know, I've been vegan. You have to go vegan. I can't understand why you're not here yet. Forgetting all the time it took for us to get there. <laughs> and you're so can't, right. you're like, I was driving and I thought Meatless Monday was silly. Yeah. I was. I couldn't think of a, a meatless snack though. I honestly Exactly, couldn't. exactly. And I just so appreciate you sharing that to be like, yeah, mm. I grew up in Texas and I was eating meat constantly. This didn't happen <laughs> out of the womb, but I love that because I think it's more approachable, right? It makes people sure. see themselves in your story because oh. that is going to be more common for people to understand than other stories. So I just so appreciate you, you saying that and being like, yeah, I thought that was some hippie shit. Didn't get it. <laughs> yeah. Didn't That's why when I t go through and I talk about whatever I is, I talk about and they look at me like I've got two heads. I'm like, I totally get it. But I'm telling you the truth. Everyone should know this. That the plants have all we need. Calcium too. Right. And, and if they're like, what? This isn't, they don't kill them for that. I'm like, let me tell you how this industry works. And then I just share it with them and leave them alone. Right. Everyone has, I think everyone should get to know exactly how the animals are raised, how what a kill room floor looks like, what the experience is like, and then the whole gutting and, and beheading and skinning, the whole process. And just understand where that cute little piece of meat that you think nothing about came from and just know, that's all. Yeah, I think that's such a good point too, that it's just the knowledge that we didn't have. That's, of course, we see the happy cows on the side of the truck and that's what we want to believe, right? right. But you're so right being able to be like, okay, maybe you should just know where this is coming from and then make your choice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because so, people are grownups. They don't need to be told what to do. But at least look at, here's the thing, the, like the plant-based proteins, look, they'll nourish you rather than harm you. The animals, just when you see an animal in a field, a little goat or a little a lamb, do you think, oh, I want to rip its neck out and, and eat it raw? Or do you think, oh my God, that's cute. You know what I mean? In other words, embrace that kindness that you have built into you that you've always had and start to step away from that blindness that they give us telling us you need these things when in fact we don't. So you're in Texas, a meat heavy state. As We you... are the largest beef producer in the country. That is something. Hold on. No, hold on. Now I'm going to tell you, Texas has the 10th largest economy in the world. Hmm. We have a larger economy than all of Canada. We have a larger economy than all of South Korea. We are the largest petrochemical producer in the U.S. But, hey, hold on. Hold your Prius. We're also the largest wind energy producer. 30% of all wind energy we produce here in Texas. And we distribute it throughout the state. We're the second largest solar energy producer in the country. We're going to pass California real quick. 
and we'll be number one. So there is a balance. Okay. There is this balance. Now, I wasn't going to totally shit talk Texas. I no, promise. No, that, that's okay. That's okay. We'll leave politics out of it because no one wants to talk about that. But the fact is we're the largest beef producers. So I have committed to all y'all's foods being part of Texas becoming the largest plant-based protein producer as well. There's no reason mm. we shouldn't. And so that's what my vision is. It's gotten bigger beyond nourishing humans, saving animals, and using less than 10% of the land, fuel, and water to produce our proteins. Uh, but also put Texas out there as, yeah, they're the largest at that, but they're also the largest at this. Right, right. So how has that been received by, whether it's people in your life or people <laughs> alongside industries that you're in, being from Texas was what I was getting at, right? Is that sure. if you're the biggest producer of beef, like that's a thing that'll make some people uh, maybe turn their head a little bit and go, what are you doing? But the fact is we've been here the longest when it comes to having large quantities of land mm. um, to raise cattle. So that's where it all started. Um, even though cattle aren't native cows or bovines or rather aren't native to North America, they were brought over in 1600s from Europe. I think it's interesting to talk to people in these different circumstances that might provide different pushback. Sometimes it's honestly, I, it's really interesting to talk to men about other men's responses because there's this link with protein and meat and bro science. All of these factors are interesting. So I'm wondering what that is like in those reactions from maybe fellow Texans that also ate meat every day and couldn't think of a meatless snack. Right. I, you know, I don't get a lot of pushback. I, I just don't. Doing sampling, we, we do this. Texas has, hey, check this out. Texas has the oldest and largest state fair in the country. Oh, really? <laughs> but what's neat is the Texas Department of Agriculture has a Go Texan program where they help promote, they're 25 years this year uh, old, and they help promote small businesses involved in agriculture. And so essentially we are um, because we sell plants. And at the state fair, they have a, a general store and we're in there every year. We do sampling and in the very beginning, people were like, what? They had yeah. no idea what plant-based you know, foods were. But then Burger King came out with the Impossible Whopper. And they spent tens of millions of dollars in advertising. And everyone the next year knew what plant-based protein, not everyone, but almost everyone knew what plant-based proteins were because of that. So people are more and more receptive to it. I don't get a great deal of pushback. I'm sure there are people who avoid me like the plague because they know I'm going to say something about plants. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> right. But it's look, it's it's my own conviction. And again, I just want people to know the truth and then they can make their own decisions. Right. But it's not been a it's not been a hard it's not I don't think it's made it any more difficult. Now, I have retail buyers I've dealt with, jerky buyers in particular, who are absolutely rude. And I'm right. like, do you I guess you don't. OK. Oh, cognitive dissonance. That's right. OK. So I just I'm like, OK. Not everyone's going to see or think or be open to things. And that's okay. Move on to the next one. And that's, and that's in the beginning, I did it as more of a mission where I wanted everyone to be educated and to know this. And someone pointed out, that's great, but you're here to make money, right? Or become profitable. And I'm like, yeah, then what, who's your audience? And so that's when I started focusing on my people who favor plants. Right. Not only do And uh, everyone else can come along, but uh, that's my people. And we've had... Uh, some success on social where we've had a, a post go viral and it's okay what are the people saying and it's okay these people all are plant focused okay great right. vegan or plant-based or whatever they happen to be and so that's who I spend my time focusing on
Yeah, it's a good reminder. I have to get back to that space sometimes too, as a content creator, where you're going to get comments or people that don't get it or people that are triggered by the word vegan, whatever it is. So I'm like, am I going to convince those people in this Instagram post? Probably not. So that's okay. Can't lose too much sleep over it. But I'm wondering, you have this kind of aha moment, it sounds like when you're um, at the zoo with your Uh wife. So what was your wife's response or people close in your life when you went changing the game, everyone? Really? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. And and still, she still looks at me like, really? And it changed things quite a bit because I went from eating one way completely a different way. So it took a lot of adjusting, but it was like, what are you going to do? You're just going to adjust. And if anything, if going through the last four years of life has taught me, be willing to pivot or suffer and die. It's true. And I don't have to be right. I don't, I just follow my own convictions and I ask the universe for direction and I just keep going and let people be where they're at and meet them where they're at. And all I work to do is to plant seeds that will have people go, huh, what about that? I've known people years now that over time they've have gotten in and some have gone vegan because they start to investigate and look at, and they're like, I don't like waking up in the morning and not feeling real good. How can I change that? Get the inflammatories out of your life. See what that feels like and give it 30 days. Cause I'm like, look, all this other stuff that people eat is not going anywhere anytime soon. But Such a good 30, way to put it. Yeah. Give it 30 days and just try it. And most people, I have an eating disorder. I, I, I It's not always easy for me to make best choices at yeah. all times. The thing is that most people don't. So right. to me, I'm like, All you have to realize is that you're going to feel full if you eat the right foods and just give it a week. See how that feels. Give it another week. And then I haven't met anyone who's gone through it and went, oh, to hell with this and went all the way back. They don't. Exactly. It's it's a way of experiencing life that you've never given a chance to. And what I, a friend of mine, Tracy, recently went vegan and I told her, I said, look, I said, I think you're going to notice a big difference between your connection to the world. Because what happens is you're not taking in that energy. There's a ton of, I believe, and again, science can't show it or anything else. There's a ton of energy that goes into these products that come from animals who are treated badly or dead or killed. It's just, it's it's barbaric at best. And when you remove that, you're going to notice. Yeah. And you're not ingesting any of that stuff. Mm -hmm. You're going to notice a difference. And then within 30 days, you're probably going to go, Man, I really feel connected to everything. I'm so glad you said that. I'm so glad you said that because it is, of course, a big part of going vegan is a plant-based diet because we Mm -hmm. eat numerous times a day. It's so central to our worlds, of course, but it's more than that. And that connection, it can be hard to put into words, right? It can just be like, I promise you, if you try, you're going to feel the world differently. And Mm -hmm. I have as I sink deeper and deeper into learning and knowing more and really understanding what being vegan means to me, I just feel more and more connected to making the world a better place. Mm -hmm. And that is, I don't regret it. (laughs) Yeah, no. And Pete, here's the thing with starting and growing my company, I've never worked this hard in my life. Mm. Uh, I've never been so happy. Because my passion has always been before about making money. And there's nothing wrong with making money. And we were providing valuable services to large corporations. 
But the thing is now I'm doing something that really tugs at my heart, owns my heart. And I've never had anything like that before, except for love for people and, and, and animals in my life, but yeah. nothing, I can't explain it like this. One of the things that I like to point out also to people is look, think about whatever your favorite meat dish is, whether it's a steak or a chop or a sandwich or fried chicken, whatever, it doesn't matter, whatever it happens to be. When is it not contain plants or flavored with plants, smoke, char, or salt? Never. So I, I argue that it's the plants we're drawn to. They just happen to have been served on meat vehicles our whole life. When in fact, people like myself are like, hey, we can make that meat. It's going to be a little different in chew and texture a little bit, but we can make that from plants. Right. So you can have the same experience, a little different, and have a better experience because look, there's no cholesterol. Look, it's full of fiber. You know what you're calling like shit. love? Fiber. So that's part of my, that's in my toolbox of, hey, have you considered that I like sharing with people? when it comes to plants as, as a total food source. Yeah. Yeah. Circling back to, you mentioned having a study buddy when you were becoming. Deanna one. Yes. And is that where then you, the mushroom inspiration came from the reason for mushrooms specifically? Was it her talking about her experience or. No, her, her talking about her experience with mushrooms, reishi and a bunch of other nice psychedelics. But yeah, that's where that came from her. That's where I first learned of that. And then there's Chris who beat cancer and crazy sexy cancer with Chris. And so there's all these people who now talk about it and go, look, here's what I had. Here's what I did. And here's what will nourish you. Here's what can make you, I don't know, heal. Right. And and why jerky? Why did I do jerky? Yeah. What was that? Oh, was oh. that like a favorite snack of yours? Oh, yeah. No, I, I, I grew up hunting and fishing and eating lots of jerky, but our jerky was a kind, and if you eat jerky, you probably know what I'm talking about, where you take a piece, as small a piece you can tear off, and you put it in your jaw, and you let your saliva soften it so you can actually chew it. Yep. So that, no, the jerky, why I ended up on jerky was because it was a beef product. And, yeah. and that's what came to mind. I'm like, what can I make? Because I didn't have millions of dollars to put into a huge manufacturing facility and all this right. other stuff. I'm like, what can I put together and start to make that will that people would enjoy and there were a few others on the market now there's 30 or so there are just a there were like three others on the market and i realized that, that while they all had good qualities they weren't what i wanted and mm -hmm. so i made some modifications and began experimenting i worked on formulas the recipes until you do them a thousand pounds at a time then they're a formula so i started yeah. working on formulas for and i worked on it for a year and we still adjust and correct along the way as needed. But when I did it, I wanted the things inside it to be texted. So we use the fruit of the prickly pear. We use the juice from the fruit in two of our marinades and our teriyaki and our prickly pear chipotle because it's a state plant of Texas. And then we use pecan smoke in our black pepper because it's a state tree. And then we give a portion from every bag we sell to Rowdy Girl Sanctuary, which is the first cattle ranch turned vegan sanctuary here in Texas. And so I just put everything together. And again, like I, I just asked the universe for direction. I keep getting it. So you have jerky and then you have bacon bits. Bacony bits. Yes. It's big, crunchy bacony bits, y'all. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> and I made those because I learned that artificial colors come from petrochemicals. In other words, the oil in the ground becomes your red number 40. I see these memes come up where they show a product in America and the same product in the UK. Yeah. 
and the UK has four items and the, America has two dozen. That's called lobbyist and failed government. Thank you, sir. I traveled to New Zealand last year and my uh -huh. mind was blown. I'm looking yeah. at Fruit Loops with natural coloring and no shit in it. And I was uh -huh. just like, okay, <laughs> wait a second. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem is you got people in the government who are bought and paid for, yep. always have been, probably always will be, and they don't care. It's all about fiscal outcomes and power to them. And you have large corporations where you can go and essentially help slowly poison people and make a lot of money. Hey, great deal. And then on the medical community, on the back end, whether it's heart disease or cancer, they can make money from you there. Yeah. And, it's, and people talk about why do so many vegan companies go out of business? If you look at the ingredients in our products, and I'll get to the bacon a bit, uh, we use quality ingredients and they're not cheap. Right. Okay? I could buy crap and make money. And you're not getting, you're not getting money from <laughs> the government. Subsidized, no. Yeah, no. And, and those started after World War II. Uh, eventually, people will wake up and those will change and you'll see a huge shift. Hmm. After I launched the jerky, I realized, look, I used to eat more pork than anything. I did. Hmm. And I thought, OK, I want to do something for pigs. OK. And, and I looked at all the bacon bits and again, they're crap. And I'm like, I can do this better. So I, I worked. And I found a base that I wanted to work with. I worked with on the flavor for over a year. I launched them in July of 2020 on uh, Amazon. Within six months, they're number one meatless bacon. They're still number one meatless bacon on Amazon. They're our biggest seller. Uh, but we've got other flavors. It's a regular smoky bacon. Mm -hmm. We're going to do black pepper. We're going to do maple. We've got other flavors of the same bits because people are really concerned about protein. A bag of our product always has around 20 grams of protein. Wow. And... That's under three ounces. And that continues to be a focus because people really care about protein. And I get it. It makes sense. We do need it. It's just an offer that there's no protein deficiency departments anywhere in America. <laughs> there are, okay, so from plants, protein deficiency, not an issue. But then you look at the largest contributor to heart disease, cancer, and diabetes, and they're thriving yep. because of animal protein. Yep. Now, there's only like 900 peer-reviewed studies I got those from Michael Greger, Dr. Michael Greger, to back that up. So I'm not making stuff up. So there you go. I love that. I was looking at your products. I will admit I haven't tried any before because I contacted you and we set this up right away. So I haven't yeah. had a chance <laughs> to try all y'all's foods, but I'm very excited to, to dive in because I love finding new vegan products that aren't the ultra processed because I love some of the the snacks. I'm here for vegan ice cream. Don't get me wrong. I love that there are options, especially options that help people transition. Like well, you sure. can go get that impossible beyond. Yes, exactly. But what about mushrooms? And what about making a tasty Amazing. snack like that? And mm -hmm. I'm so excited to try because I've cool. had some yeah. that I like, and I've had some that I don't mm -hmm. like, and I'm I all the reviews are so good that I'm I'm not worried. <laughs> That's awesome. I'll I'll hook you up. We just released cinnamon churro before Christmas. Yeah. Wow. And that's going to be on the market any day now, actually. Gosh, thank you. I'm so excited. Yeah, I, of course. It's stuff like this too. That's fun to share with other people. Just yeah. sharing and not being like, go vegan, here's jerky, but just being like, Hey, want to try this? And someone goes, what is that? That's my favorite mm -hmm. too. That's the mm -hmm. classic vegan. You make a vegan meal and then you just sit and watch them and wait for <laughs> the compliment. So you can go, guess what? 
<laughs> right. Exactly. So what, what I do when we sample is I tell people, especially people, uh, do you eat meat? They're like, yeah. I'm like, it eats more like chicken. So mm. don't, don't expect you're getting hard jerky. And big companies have come out with plant-based jerky that wasn't good. I'm like, agreed. why, why did y'all do that? Yeah. Y'all y'all got so much money at your disposal. How did that happen? And then you give this stuff a bad name. People are like, I had that one bad vegan jerky. I don't want to try again. And that's what some people say. But for me, it was like, hey, look, they distributed plant-based jerky into 45,000 or something like that locations. So people have seen it now. And it's, uh, I have other people that say just what you did. Like, they messed it up. Oh, no, it's, you know, I think it's good. I think all all ships raised, whatever, all tides raised, whatever they're saying. It, it, all works. <laughs> it all works. It all works to the good. One of the things that I've promoted since the beginning with our jerky is it's not just a great grab-and-go snack. It actually is a total protein replacement in almost any dish oh, from fresh yeah. spring rolls, tacos, you name it. In fact, we've got a cookbook uh, with 40 recipes that will be coming out any day now and to help show people how you can use it. Now, I also say in the cookbook, look, you could use tofu or tempeh or whatever else you want to, but ours actually brings a lot of really good flavor to the game. But it's just, it's exciting time to to be pushing plants. Yeah, it really is. And I, to, to go back to your comment earlier about this being a business that tugs on your heartstrings versus what mm-hmm. you were doing before, I yeah. can feel that through the screen. And I know listeners yeah. will be able to feel that while listening, like the genuine joy that emits from you when you talk about mm-hmm. this is so infectious. And I'm glad there are people like you doing this because it's quite beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Again, a hundred thousand animals every minute of every day when it's not necessary at all. Uh, if you want to learn more, we do have a, I did uh there's a movie back in 99, I think is when it came out, called Office Space. I don't know if. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I, sure? waiting for you, I was waiting for you to say like a documentary or something. I wasn't expecting. I was like, oh, what is he going to suggest? <laughs> no, I'm not suggesting that movie. What, <laughs> I'm telling you, in that movie is a song, Damn, It Feels Good to Be a Gangster. I rewrote it, Damn, It Feels Good to Be a Vegan. And I got together with some friends and we shot a video and put it out. And that sits on YouTube. I watched and, it. Oh, did you? Did you like it? Yes, it was so fun. When I read your email, I was, I had to read it twice. I was like, did he just say he also wrote a song (laughs) and it's on YouTube? Sure. Okay. Sure. (laughs) Why not? Well, that's people ask, what am I most proud? What are you most proud of so far? And I'm like that. And that is because it shares the message uh, in a fun way, drops some knowledge on people and anything I can do to get to help push it forward to the day coming where they go. Can you believe they used to eat animals? That day will come. Don't know when, but I suspect it's going to happen. I just, I I don't know when. And so anything I can do in that direction, I'm doing. Thank you. I, ooh, you got me a little bit there. (laughs) No, never it's a first don't be it's because it's real your energy is so beautiful and you also are obviously engaged in the reality of what's going on clearly that's why you're here (laughs) so how do you stay hopeful how do you stay hopeful about the future and what's going on with that reality i uh, um, a friend of mine that same friend of mine tracy turned me on to a book a couple years ago called uh the untethered soul Hmm. And it's the same as Eckhart Tolle's The Power of Now. And it's the fact is we've only ever lived our life in the present moment. 
But our ego at mind, that voice in our head that we think is us, it's not us. We're the ones who hear it. That ego at mind has a job to keep us in the future, keep us in the past, because somewhere along the way, it thought that's what it's supposed to do. And I've realized that I have no power in the universe. I, I, people are going to do what they're going to do. Things are going to happen the way they're going to happen. All I can do is keep sharing my truth and keep doing what I'm doing and figure out how to keep it going and just keep doing it. And I just trust that it's all going to work out exactly how it's supposed to, as it always has, even though it doesn't always make sense. It's definitely not always kind. And sometimes it's just, again, you might even call it downright evil uh, in the world. But the fact is, most of us are kind. Most of us think we're kind. Mm. And, more, and the more we learn, uh, the more we can free ourselves from supporting brutality and killing as a regular thing. Because it's not. It it is part of our culture, so it seems normal. So I know I finally realized at some point I could have been born, let's say, the Middle East. And I thought I would think a mosque or a synagogue or whatever was normal and everyone else was goofy. And then finally right. I was like, oh, we all have it made up how we were raised. And right. okay, what's the truth? Right. And the truth is we're all one, we're all connected. And just be kind to each other and spread that kindness to all living things and you'll win. Thank you for that, Brad. Are there things you do to take care of yourself, practices that you have that keep you going? It, it, uh, it varies. I did yoga for a year, three, four, five times a week. Wow. And then the studio closed. Oh. I'm like, okay, I'm done. Oh. And so now I've, I've worked back to started walking. Doing that and and not eating at night, mm. and that's my thing. And meditation, my connection to source. Uh, many people call it God. I call it the universe. All to me, it's all the same. And I trust the process and just keep doing the next right thing. Mm. Know that I just all I care about is my life having mattered when I'm gone. Because I'm not going to care. When I'm gone, I'll be like, woohoo, this is, I don't know what it's going to be like exactly, but I trust it's going to be awesome. And for now, I just want to do the most I can because I'm constantly aware of what's going on behind closed doors, behind those walls across the world to those animals who don't deserve it. And they, here's the thing that a lot of people don't get. Now, chickens are a little different, but pigs and cows, if you raise them from a youngin, they'll be just like a dog. They'll behave just like a pet. And most people don't realize that. I'm like, would you ever do that to your dog? That's different. I'm like, why do you have it compartmentalized? Because up until that moment at the zoo, these animals we protected and we would kick your butt if you tried to harm them. And the law says that too. Yep. And these over here, oh, we'll breed the heck out of them and, and kill them and, and eat them. And every and it's like, what? Right. Uh, and most people live that way and they don't really realize that's really kind of odd. Yeah. But again, it's cognitive dissonance. You can look it up. It's a thing. And I'm not here to dog anybody. It's just, I don't want to cow them or, or pig or chicken. <laughs> I'll be here No, I just, it's considerate. Just consider the kindness that you can spread so much further by not supporting certain things. I really appreciate you being just so forthright with your feelings around this because I think that's what inspires other people. And I oh. can tell you that your life has already mattered so much. Thank you. Thank you. And the thing is, and I, I tell people, look, I'm no better than anyone. 
but I'm no less than anyone. Yes. And if, if you like me, love it. If you don't, it's okay. And I wish everyone a, a, a peaceful, joy-filled life. And yet misery is a part of, uh, pain is one thing, misery is an option. But mm. <laughs> stop hitting the button Ooh. on misery. <laughs> pain is a thing. Feel it, yeah. experience it, go through it, and don't leave it sitting in there. But no, I just, I wish joy and, and happiness for everybody. And that includes all the animals. Is there anything else you want to share with listeners that I haven't given you space to do? I wish something amazingly profound would come to mind, but... You've said there, some pretty profound things. I wouldn't be too hard on yourself. No, there, there's nothing else other than I would offer... If you're not experienced having meals without animal inputs, try it. Yeah. When it comes to plant-based options in the world. See, a majority... Now, I have an organization that says 90-some percent of... All plant-based items are consumed by those who still eat meat. And that may be indeed right. I don't think it's that high, but it could be. The thing is I would offer whatever your favorite animal input product is, take a look at the alternatives. Yeah. Are you going to everyone every time? No, <laughs> you're definitely not because there are so many different ones. And, and we all have our favorites because we all like things a little differently. You can find a little different flavor. You can find a little different texture. Just like but, I didn't like all animal products. We're not going to everything we try in general. Right, right. But just try some products that are made from plants instead sometime. And you might amaze yourself at how wonderful, enjoyable things can be. And then you realize, oh, wait a minute, I'm full. And it carries you till the next meal. And you, it was just plants. And you know that you got your fiber and, and you didn't put any cholesterol in the system. And yeah. that's a big win. That is a big win. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. Thank you so much for being here. I have no doubts that our paths will cross again. Yay. I like that. Thank you. And thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Stay warm up yonder. If you're hearing this message, you've listened to the entire episode of Consciously Clueless. And for that, thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed this new episode. And if you did, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or tag me and share in social media. Share this episode with others who may be interested in this topic. To get more resources, influence on topics covered, and bonus content, join the Consciously Clueless community over on Patreon at patreon.com slash consciouslycarly. And don't forget, if you need help living more consciously, let's work together. Email me today. See you next Wednesday for a new episode.